Hello, friend. Welcome back to the podcast. You have your host, Sarah, here and my co-pilot, Greer. Hello. Hello, hello. Our listeners heard your voice on the last episode, which was a couple of weeks ago, if uh, those uh, those of you who listened to it from week to week. And Greer is going to become a staple within our show. So I want her to get to know you. I want you guys to get to know her voice and know her story. And we're going to be trickling all that to you in the weeks to come. So Greer, I'm just so blessed to have you on the show and have someone else here to talk to and not just myself sitting here talking to a mic. Right. It's, I feel like conversations are the in thing these days, yeah. um, but there's so much you can learn from, from conversations and not to like tease things, but do we want to talk about where we're going with this? And yeah, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes in the sisterhood, just kind of restructuring things, formulating new ideas and how we want to really deliver you know, the best possible program to all of our ladies. And that's kind of why I'm here. Yeah. I was going to say, why are you here, Greer? Why am I here? I mean, I know, but. (laughs) I mean, so if, I don't know if anyone's read Sarah's book. So that's sort of where you and I really connected on uh, a professional front, I would say. Um, Sarah sort of announced she was writing this book on Instagram. And then I slid into her DMs asking if she needed an editor and uh, that's the end of it. No, um, that was that was the rest is history. But that was really just the beginning of it. And so uh, we worked on her book. So I am the the editor on her book. And then we had such incredible like chemistry. Time. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, like- we had, we had such a great time working together, and we worked so well together too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, hey we should maybe do more of this. And Sarah was like, I absolutely think we should. And so uh, we worked on the launch of the sisterhood in the new year and the manifestation immersion. Mm -hmm. And now we've kind of slipped behind the scenes and we're still working away, but we're just keeping things a bit of a surprise for now. Yeah. There's that's why I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I mean, it's many conversations we've had here sitting on zoom, you know, in meetings together. And we're like, damn, like, I kind of wish the microphone was on. Like that was such a good conversation of value for people. And so bringing more of that conversation style to the show, I think will be, I know it'll be fun for me. Um, and I'm hoping the listeners enjoy it as well. Yeah. One thing that I've really gotten from even just our back and forth, uh, because this is what will inevitably happen. We'll be working on a project. We'll have to, we'll have a zoom call. We'll talk about stuff and then we'll drift into life stuff because so much of what we're working on is life stuff and mm-hmm. universally applies to everyone everywhere all the time. Um, and we'll be having these conversations and we'll be like, Oh my goodness, I, I didn't realize that. And just the amount of growth you can do in, in community or with someone else is huge. And we really want to share that and share, you know, our conversations and how meaningful they are. Yes. Yes. So in today's episode, we're going to do a bit of a life update on me. Um, through that conversation, I hope the listeners get to know who you are a little bit more. And I'd love to ask you some questions about that so that they get to know you. And yeah, we're just going to chat life. So here we go. You are listening to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. My name is Sarah Funnell, your host, 
fellow sister seeker and author of Follow the Joy, the book on aligned manifestation. This show is your spot for spiritual and personal development. It's your soft landing into a place for you to embody your truth and reclaim your sovereign power. I've been a coach for more than a decade, helping thousands of people transform their lives. And I'll be sharing the most effective and profound tools to help you step into the most abundant, joyful, and fulfilled version of yourself. I'm so glad we found each other here today. My promise to you is that this show will support you to live from a fully embodied and aligned space so that you can reach your goals, share your gifts with the world, and step into a life that is truly your own. Take my hand, dear sister, and let's jump in. Okay. So a life update. I hear different podcasters doing life updates on their show, and I don't think I've actually ever done one um, here for my <laughs> listeners. Been shortchanging your audience. We want to know. But sometimes it's, I mean, as a content creator, sometimes it's like, well, I need to like create the value out of a topic that I've been through or that I'm seeing with clients or that I'm learning about. And I guess sometimes I discount what I'm actually going through um, and the lessons yeah. that can come through from that. And sometimes we just want to connect or we want to hear someone else is going through something because everyone is going through something at some point And we want to know that we're not the only ones doing that. Yes. Yes. Um, and so if you are a weekly listener, there was not a podcast that came out last week because to be completely honest, I've been in, and the word that I have been using is a funky state like a funky, funky state. There has been anxiety. Um, I'm not unfamiliar to depression. And so I'll say that I have had some depression-like days. My head has been foggy and I've just been in like this funky state. And I'm in this state where I don't want to show up and I don't want to be seen, which is not... Um, something that is regular for me. And so I'm witnessing myself go through like all these things and we can get into possibly some reasons like why or what's happening or kind of like what I'm seeing with that. But I'm here and I'm showing up and I'm talking about it because far too often if we're going through something or moving through something or shedding versions of ourselves or working through an ego death or growth or whatever we want to call it, we can feel like we want to cocoon away and not talk about it and, you know, not be seen is basically what I'm saying. And I've learned that the more I actually talk about it, the more I'm okay in these spaces. And this is actually the first time where I've been the most vulnerable through a cocooned stage, openly talking to about Joe with my fiance. I'm away right now with my girlfriend, Alex, talking to her about it a lot, having uh, Zoom conversations or lunch dates with my other girlfriends, you Greer. I'm just like, things are messed up right now. <laughs> and being okay to say that and have an awesome community of people to hold the space for me has been a oh, game changer. So what has it been like for you to sort of watch yourself have a different approach to the funky state instead of obviously... I know you want to just pull yourself away and sort of cloak yourself in darkness until you kind of come back into the light. What has it been like for you to do the opposite? Do the opposite? Um, at this point in my growth and what I know about hero's journeys, and we can talk about what the hero's journey is. If you've read my book, you'll know, um, is to be vulnerable through it. 
And for me, with the relationships that I have with the close people in my life, for like even for you and I, Greer, for me to show up and be like, hey, yeah, today's great. Like I would feel like I'm putting a mask on. And I I know when I can I'm about to put a mask on now. And it feels so yucky to me that I just can't. So I feel at this point in my growth, like I can't put the smile on my face and just pretend everything's okay. Now I also don't need to be in victimhood or I'm not talking about it to ask for advice. And and I have that good group of people who can just hold space for me for that. But it, it wasn't really even like an option of like, I'm just going to like hide this away and not talk to anybody about it. Actually, I have a very specific example. It was in near the end of February and Emma, you know, Emma, like my best friend, um, I had a lunch date planned with her. And I almost canceled on her and I literally picked up my phone and, you know, we're like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'm too busy or I have no capacity or like, I'm just not feeling, I was about to make something up to her and I caught myself and I was like, this is not the relationship I want to have with my girlfriends. This is not who I am. Like I, I have these people in my life to be able to grow with and to be able to have these conversations and to be able to be supported by, which is a very feminine energy as well. We can talk about masculine and feminine energy. Um, but I, I, I'm catching myself where I would deviate to an older version of myself or to want to like hide parts of myself from people. And I just, I just don't want to do that anymore. It just doesn't feel good to me to have to put on a facade or a, a face or make up an excuse to a friend and someone that I love who I can, and I know I can be vulnerable with. So, I mean, that's one of the things, one of the first things I remember in our interactions together was you, you know, that you share a lot of really vulnerable stories in your book. And I was so um, taken by what, you know, it would take what it took for you to sort of show up that way. And I was like, very honored to to be there and to witness it. And you said something similar to me, even back then you were like, I just, I can't go back to what old Sarah used to do the, the hiding away. It's just not authentic anymore. So I'm sort of getting in a sense, it was almost necessary for you to do something different in order to honor your own authenticity. Yeah. And honor that now, next, that, that next level of expression, that next level of showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it's always been easy for me to be vulnerable. Like as an example, in the book, I talk about like my drug addiction and, you know, finding fitness. And that's like one of the first core stories there. Um, and like, that was 16 years ago for me now. So it's easy for me to talk about something that I'm like past Um, but like, it's a new version of me. I can feel now like sitting in the funkiness and talking publicly about it. So there's that new area of growth for me here. And did you notice any fear coming up around, you know, doing it and like showing up? Um, yeah. Um, and there can be kind of, uh, that imposter syndrome of, Hey, I'm a coach and I teach this growth stuff. I teach hero's journey. I teach moving through the challenging parts in life. But when you're in a challenging area, there can be a a weakness felt over us. And uh, well, if I can't hold myself up, how can I hold space to help others hold themselves up? So there, I have witnessed that. um, And I've, I've been really good at being the observer of everything where 
I'm not just like in it and feeling it, but I can kind of pretend I'm like a camera in the corner of a room. Like, Hey, you're witnessing Sarah. You can see what she's going through. You have more of that aerial view just to witness yourself without judgment. And I think it's removing that judgment and knowing that like, Hey, I'm human and I go through shit and everybody goes through stuff and it's okay to talk about it. And in fact, the more we talk about it as we're going through, it helps us process it as well and give others permission to be in their stuff as well. Mm. I love what you said there. And especially coming from like, Hey, I'm a coach. I'm supposed to have transcended all of this. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's not, and, and you say this in the book too, there's not this like one and done, you've reached some other side where you are never shaken and you're never going through anything. You know, you are, and, and you say this in the sisterhood a lot, like you are on this path with the rest of us. And as much as I think you can have that imposter syndrome, it's, there's something so beautiful in the humanness of it all that helps everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, when you're going through shedding of an identity or allowing a part of your ego to drop away, something that's not like, oh, I was just thrown off today and I'll be better tomorrow. Like we're talking about weeks, maybe even like my girlfriend, Claudia had like a four month, um, ego death living in the abyss of the hero's journey, you know, and sometimes it takes us time to get through these areas that we're moving through. And it's, it's better when we have community and it's better when we can talk about it. It's better than when we can understand what the journey is and to surrender into it. And surrender has been like my biggest word over the past couple of weeks of just like, surrender and allow, like surrender and allow and surrendering is not giving up and it's not giving in the towel, but it's releasing the resistance to have to fix something right now. Like it's, it's okay that I'm not okay right now because I'm always okay. And everything is always working out for me. And I, and I know that sometimes I feel that way deeper than <laughs> times than other times, but, um, surrendering is powerful when we're going through something that's challenging. And would you say that um, being more open, being more vulnerable and sharing what's been going on. Has that allowed you to maybe work through it a little faster than you would have if you hadn't? Um, or just, uh, it's been just an easier thing to work through. That's hmm. a little hard to say. It's helped me. Um, I mean, if we weren't talking about this on the podcast today, I don't know if we have a <laughs> podcast be coming out this week. So it's helping me work through and still show up for the areas of my life that I, I want to show up in and sometimes feel like I can't show up in. So I'll say yes to that question. It's definitely helping me work through it or be able to still show up in my life the way that I want while I'm working through something as opposed to just cocooning away. And I mean, I think we've all been there where we're like, ah, like, I don't even want to text anybody. I don't want to show up on social media. Like I got to work today. Oh my God, I don't want to work. It's like those days where we just feel like, and I'll say I've had this a feeling of, um, paralyzation almost where, and I, I said this to you, the podcast that didn't come out last week, I had, I had my topic. I wasn't recording with you, but I had my topic. I had all my notes. Like I was ready to go and I couldn't hit record. Like I just couldn't. And I sit there with myself going like, what the fuck? Like, what is going what on? What is wrong with me? Well, yeah. Right. And it's like, we see these different versions of ourselves or these different, um, 
strengths or these weaknesses in ourselves, And it makes us like question so much. And so, yes, it's helping me work through it a lot more by just showing up and talking about it and having you by my side has been fantastic. I'm always happy to be here. Mm-hmm. One of the things I will say is that when we do lean into the, you know, concealing ourselves and cloaking ourselves in darkness in order to heal, there's not necessarily something wrong with that. But the byproduct of it is that, well, no one gets to see it. And so if we're all out there thinking that we're alone going through whatever it is, we don't get that that community. And, and as humans, we are just wired to want to help each other. We are wired to want to be connected. Yeah. And so being open and vulnerable allows for people to help. And I know that like you sharing with all of the people in your circle has allowed them to go, Oh, I can support you through this. And you don't have to be alone. If you don't want to, you can, mm-hmm. if you want to put on that cloak of darkness and go and and hibernate until you feel better. That's fine. But we're here. Yes. Yes. Um, and I like what you said there, just sharing the journey. Cause I've felt repelled to social media because everybody's showing up with their best life, doing their things. And with social media being so prominent in so many people's lives, I mean, I bet most people who listen to this are on social media more than once a day. And so we're seeing what other people are doing within their days. And most people only post the highlight reel or what they want the world to see. And if we are personally going through something, it can make us feel very, very alone if we're seeing always the opposite. And then we think, oh, there's something wrong with us if like everybody is fine and everybody can show up. And so I think it's highly important just to normalize the ebbs and flows of emotions of of mental states of energetic levels and especially if if we're on a growth path and we're committed to shedding different layers of ourselves or we're committing to change our habits there's going to be an ebb and flow within you in order for that to happen yeah I let's mean, let's, could you let's break down the hero's journey i think that would be uh helpful if anybody who hasn't read the book or even gotten to the end of the book yet um to help them understand like a growth path. What do you think of that? Sure. Okay. Okay. Tell us all about it. Okay. (laughs) The hero's journey is, um, it's a common storyline or it's a common, what's that word I'm looking for? You know, I'm not great with my words right now. Looking for an archetype. It is an archetypal storyline. An archetypal storyline. Most movies, books that you will read, TV shows will follow the hero's journey um, because there's so much relatability to it from within our own lives. I think we all feel like we have a hero within us that wants to go out and like do something better in the world and see a, a bigger, brighter version of ourselves step out and do challenging things. And so... I always like to use the um, the analogy of the Lion King, the movie, The Lion King. I think most people have seen it and they can understand that. You know, you have Simba, who's this little lion, you know, his father has killed and he's uh, he's out on his own in the jungle. And so he leaves his known world to go out on an adventure. He comes across helpers and mentors, which is Timon and Pumbaa, who teach him the ways of the jungle. And he becomes a man within that process with the challenges and and the things that come up with that. And when he does return home to his 
tribe or his pact, his pact, I think his pride. Yes. When he returns home, he's a man, he's able to take responsibility um, and he comes home transformed. And so the hero's journey always starts with you in your known world. And this is why a lot of people struggle with change is because our known world is comfortable. There's routines, there's things that we are used to. It's easy, it's predictable, but it can become mundane. And those who seek more or feel like there is something more out there, there's something that different that has to happen. So you have to leave your known world. And we won't get into specifics of what that is because that can be like a bunch of different things, but you're yeah. going to cross a threshold into the unknown. It might be different conversations that you have to have. It might be different actions, habits. It might be a different location that you're put in. There's something that changes in your life that really shakes your snow globe and creates different in your life. And with that is going to come some challenges and some obstacles and like weaving your way through that. And who am I in this space? If anybody has ever changed jobs and you're in a different environment and you're like, oh, like I have to like figure out where my desk is and like how to do this task and how the office works together. And it can feel weird and awkward. And sometimes it's stressful. That's shaking the snow globe in a sense and going through crossing a threshold into something different. When we go through all those challenging states, what's happening is your ego is trying to fight to stick with what is known. So the ego doesn't like different. It doesn't like the unknown. So it's doesn't going to like change. It doesn't like change. Right. So it's going to say like, oh no, like turn back. You don't need to do this. Like this isn't for you. It might even be like, I can't do this. This is too hard. You might give up on challenges because you don't want to put in the extra effort physically, mentally, emotionally to get through those. And a lot of times through that challenging phase, we can like make a beeline right back to our old life. At the bottom of the hero's journey, so if you look at the hero's journey like a like a circle, and so at the bottom of the base of it is called the abyss. And I've been saying like, I am in the abyss right now because that's where I feel like I am. The abyss is where the ego has to die. And it's not a like literal death, but it is a death of a piece of you that has to fall away for you to step out transformed. So as a personal example, with my abyss right now, there's a dynamic shift that's happening within my, my personal relationship with Joe. And I won't get into specifics because they don't matter, but there's a dynamic shift that's happening that a part of me wants to cling onto the control of how things were. And there is a fear there. So the ego is very fear-based and which is why we don't like change and why, why it can feel scary. But there has to be a surrendering and allowance of this new dynamic. And for me to shed the, well, who am I without this? Or what are people going to think? Or what if this doesn't work out? Or what if this isn't safe is really what the ego is saying. And so when we surrender more and when we allow and when we can lean into these new opportunities, whether we see them as positive or negative, we get through them a lot faster and it isn't like a, Oh, I'm going to surrender. And then I'm like through the abyss. There is a, a mental processing that has to happen. There's an, an emotional processing that has to happen. There's physical evidence within our 3d world of like actions needing to be taken. And that uh, brings security back to the ego mind or 
uh, to yourself. On the other side of that abyss is transformation. And so anybody who's been through like a health or a weight loss journey, you know, you, you change your nutrition, you change your movement habits. It feels good, but then there's always the challenges of like, oh, maybe I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to eat that, but you get through it. And in the abyss is where you're fighting your old self, you're fighting your old habits. But when something becomes so routine and uh, it's, it's easy for you and there's patterns there and you're making the right meal choices and working out and it feels so good and you've seen the physical results and you're like, oh my God, like I did it, like I got my goal. That's a transformation from, from like a physical fitness perspective. And we have these transformations in a growth mindset, emotional perspective as well. And then there is a atonement, which is just really grounding that new version of you. And then you are back up at the top of that circle of the hero's journey back into a known world. So ready to go on another one, ready to go on <laughs> another one. Yes. Was there anything there that I missed that you wanted to add to that to create more clarity or um, embellish on that? No, I thought it was really, really well laid out. I love how you tied it into what you're going through right now. Um and if you are in the sisterhood, we do talk about the hero's journey quite a bit because it is just so universal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think understanding it helps us pinpoint, oh, okay, like this is where I am. And so if I didn't know about this and past, past, past Sarah, who's been through growth phases, a lot of times I've seen myself retreat back to the known or fight tooth and nail to like, no, it needs to stay the same. <laughs> I don't want to change. I don't want to change. It's too hard. Yeah. But with knowing where you are and I'm like, okay, so I'm in the abyss. This is my ego fighting back. There's things that are changing that are good. Like I want these changes, but sometimes even when we want these changes, there is that identity shedding and the ego likes to say like, this is me and this is what I do and this is how I act and this is the dynamics of life and this needs to stay the same. And so when that starts to shift, this is when uh, the world starts to become ungrounded for you a little bit. And the ego, there's that shedding of ego. There's that shedding of identity, if that makes sense. Yeah. And a release of, of patterns and, yes. you know, there's usually in the hero's journey, there's a challenge, there's an obstacle that necessitates that you let go of something. Yeah. And then as you let go, the surrendering of it becomes easier. Yes. And you do get to step into that. It, you get to step into the, your potential, which yes. you wouldn't have known until you, you know, sort of took that leap of faith. Yes. Yeah. And it's also interesting just in hearing your story. I'm like, okay, so if you think you're in the abyss and the abyss is very dark and, you know, I can understand why you would want to, you know, hide yourself away and sort of have your reality mimic that darkness that you feel on the inside. So yeah. Yeah. that's kind of interesting to note too. Yeah. Even if we use our butterfly analogy, which is, um, Chapter My favorite. nine, if you've read chapter nine of the book, Greer and I just love chapter nine. It's <laughs> chapter. You know, it's that cocooning phase. You know, sometimes we, and yeah. not necessarily we have to cocoon ourselves away from life, but there is a, a point of darkness. There's a transmutation of things happening, that transformation happening within us that sometimes takes solitude or it takes stepping back or letting go of some things that aren't serving us or are not going to serve us for this growth path. Yeah. So 
I know you've still had to show up on certain uh, mm-hmm. calls and you've still had obligations. How have you been able to sort of create the time for you to step away from that, to allow your transformation to happen and to connect with people who can support you through this? Yes. Um, well, I feel blessed that I get to make my own schedule on some capacity, you know, there's set calls and and clients and stuff like that, but I have arranged my schedule where I only have to like show up, show up two days a week, um, which has really helped Tuesdays and Thursdays I have are my, uh, kind of like, I'm going to put makeup on and I'm going to show up today. Um, and the other days can be more free flow, uh, to go with where my energy wants to go. And so, the one thing why I know I'm moving really through Hero's journey as well is I've latched onto all my tools in the sisterhood. We talk about so many tools, right? To get us through this. I'm using my tools and they're, if I wasn't using my tools, I would be so much in, so, in such a darker space. So I've been going to the gym regularly, still going out for walks, getting sunshine, um, breath work. Um, meditation, um, healthy food, lots of water, so much sleep to help myself through that. And so those things help me show up. They help me restore. So if I'm like, okay, if I don't have to show up today, I'm going to use all my tools, all my tools today. Um, Because an older version of myself years ago would have maybe just like thrown Netflix on and binge Netflix all day long or just slept all day long and ate like crap and fed into that darkness. You know, when like we feel like crap and we're like, whatever, I'll just like eat the pint of ice cream anyways. Or I feel like crap. Why would I even like go to the gym? I just don't want to. Whereas we actually can match our emotional world with our physical world. Yes. Yeah. And one thing I've learned um, with understanding vibration and we are energetic beings, when we're in that lower dense vibration of, of emotions and mental state, The worst thing that we can do is inactivity. The best thing that we can do is use our energy positively. Even if we're doing all the things and we're like, I don't feel different, it's better than not doing anything at all. Because there will be that sense of pride of like, okay, yeah, like I had that self-care today. Like I'm taking care of myself. I'm expressing myself to people. I'm willingly wanting to help myself as opposed to like throwing in the towel and you're like, whatever, I'll just like let this day pass me by. One of the things that I know, Sarah, you and I say to each other whenever we're moving through something is I feel like I have to live the book right now. I know. know, I got to live my book right now. And it's so true. Right. And, and this is why I feel so comfortable talking about this and why I have hesitated with that imposter syndrome we were talking about is I, I wrote a book about this. I coach on this. And so sometimes when I'm in it, I think that I shouldn't be in it because I'm the quote unquote expert or coach or like author on it, but it's because I go through this like willingly and openly and know the tools to be able to help me get through it that I can write and coach on it. So it's like that paradox that I like catch myself in all the time. (laughs) But also like these are foundational things that (laughs) welcome to being human. This is how we get through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing what you've been going through this past week. Yeah. Past couple you. weeks. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I can still feel like I'm like in it, in it. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with not needing to figure things out. I'm okay with like, not needing to like feel better right away. And it, cause it's not like I feel like crap. I just like, there's something off. My head is fuzzy. 
I even said to you, like, I'm having trouble sometimes coming up with words, like speaking, and I'm just like in a fog and I'm in a haze and it's okay. And a lot of the times, especially in the past, especially with being sick in the past with my breast implants, feeling shame around not feeling good and feeling shame around like not feeling my best or like not mentally alert. And I think, which is why I'm here talking about on the podcast, like it's okay to not be okay. Like it's okay to not have it figured out. It's okay to be going through something. It's human. It's so human. And I think we need to normalize that and not just be so just so on top of everything all the time, because I think for myself, having that level of expectation for myself has led me to so much burnout, like pushing through things, even when I mentally, emotionally felt like I couldn't. Like as an example, I probably would not have let let the podcast not come out last week because I need to be consistent and I need to do that for my audience. And yes, I value those things, but I value my mental and emotional health more. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. I think we're there. Yeah, I think we're there. Wonderful. Thank you for helping me along with this uh, conversation, Greer. Anytime. I want to finish off by posing you a question. Oh, goodness. Um, Okay. Yeah, here we go. Hot seat, hot seat. Okay. Um, because our listeners here are going to get to under know your voice a bit more. Um, and you have so much insight and wisdom and as someone who hasn't used their voice a lot in the public stream like this, what has compelled you to want to be a voice for women and be out talking about this stuff more? I think this really comes back to what I said earlier and the power of conversation and community. And knowing that if I, I basically have lived my whole life in the abyss, not, not really, but that, that feeling of not wanting to be seen, not wanting to show up, really wanting to, you know, hide in the shadows and just work in the background. And that's largely what I've done. Um, but realizing that I am not only doing a disservice to me, but a disservice to everyone in not sharing who I am with mm. the world. So that's kind of why. I want to show up now. Is it terrifying? Absolutely. It's terrifying all the time. Um, But just as you are going through, you know, the hero's journey, I'm hoping that I can release the patterns of my old self and step into my own potential as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's kind of like what we say in the sisterhood, like all of you is welcome here, like Mm -hmm. all of you. And I think when we can learn to, be okay with, Hey, I'm doing this and I feel scared or I'm doing this. And I'm like going through something like a lot, like the comfort of like, all of me is welcome and all of me is loved. And all of me is accepted in all the different versions of myself and who I was and who I am and who I am becoming. I think when we can get to that level of acceptance with ourselves, there's so much growth and potential that comes out of that as opposed to like, waiting to be ready and waiting to be ready when like, we're never actually like, okay, never I'm gonna ready. Do it. I have all the confidence in the world and <laughs> I can do this. It wouldn't be a challenge if you had all the confidence in the world and you knew you could do it. You Absolutely. wouldn't be expanding your potential if you already knew that it was well within it. Yes. Yes. You know, so even just having the other podcast come out, having this podcast come out and you know, oh my goodness, my voice is out there. Um, I don't know. People might not think that it's a lot, but it's, it's fostered a lot of growth in me. Good, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Happy to, uh, 
happy to help you with this. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Thank you for those of you who tuned in today. We will see you on the next episode.